Women help women in ways different than men. This is a story of women helping women. It is called My Turn. Phoenix was Ellie's eighth stop of a nine-city book tour. Her last book tour was seven years ago. She was younger, an audience who did not stare into their cell phones. Conrad at Peak Publishing was on schedule, along with FedEx, getting her books to the right places at the right time. She had signed 40 of My Turn, her recently released bestseller. Before the evening's reception for Ellie, Women Helping Women Members, Donors, Sponsors. Ellie pushed her chicken around at the luncheon. She will eat later, maybe at the airport, before her flight to Denver. Her last hotel bed, her last conference room. Following her introduction, she stood, adjusted the microphone, and looked outward to the ears, eyes, and hearts of 200 or so women attending, and eight or nine husbands, too. Ellie began talking about her friends, Telly, Augusta, Kashanda. We four are longtime friends. We have raised kids, boyfriends, husbands, and now one ex-husband. Of all we talk about, this matter of postponing, of waiting for a future time, our time, is an ongoing, continuing conversation. I am a writer, also a listener, and our talks, answers, and questions motivated me to go deeper, talk with women of all backgrounds and age. These conversations, along with my research, are on the pages of my new book, My Turn. Here are the questions we asked ourselves, the same questions I bring to the luncheon today. Why is it we wait? Putting family, office, and causes before our time, our dream, something we are good at or might be good at someday. Whose permission are we waiting for? What ghosts still have our ear, our heart, our soul? There are women in the room today like me whose family said go, and still we postpone until the next time, the right time. And when will that right time be? What has to happen for that to happen? A child's graduation, a husband's retirement, the economy to be just right. And when your turn does come, will you still have the vision, the energy to do and accomplish all that has been important to you for so long? Let me quickly say, before everyone runs for the doors, that all that I have described is normal for so many women, as it was for me as well. The good news is, this normal does not have to be your future. Now opening a well-marked page, Ellie began to read from her book. My kids were entering their 10 years. The conference description was the right invitation, the right time to renew my purpose. That part of me so ready to emerge. My family was clear, go, but still I hesitated. Registering on the last day, I departed home with confused thoughts of heart and family.
I quickly met others with my same interests, traveling from all over, some older, some younger. I am emailing and following on social media, so many like me, once delayed, but no longer. I have completed my master's in contemporary history and teach one class at the community college, tracking the historical timelines and growth of women's issues and a second class in contemporary women's issues in the now time for us all. My family is proud of me. I am proud of me too. Ellie continued her prepared book tour talk with a personal retelling of her own struggles and the who's and how's of her delayed but still fresh dreams. Now, the easier moments of audience questions and comments. She was well used, but always taken by the open honesty of women standing at their chairs among women she knew and knew her, describing the hopes and plans of her perhaps younger life. She knew to expect tears, anger, confusion, even the silence of someone so overtaken by a life too long delayed that this woman could only stand as a silent witness to all the truths of her own life. Ellie could not clearly hear the next question. She looked at a woman at one table and then to another woman at another table, neither looking at Ellie. She's wrong, you know. I accepted my turn long ago to serve my family, support my husband, and last month to bury my mother. That has been my job, my obligation. I am not so selfish as to the second woman interrupting the first. I know all that. I lived all that. I am now divorced. My kids are gone. They're not coming back. I just moved my father in with all of his dementia. So tell me again, when is it my turn? Ellie was ready to clean back their microphone and move the faces once again to the head table when a young woman stood, maybe 28. I came today to support my mother, still delaying her own joy, her own career. Mother, you have encouraged me to claim my turn, not to wait until my opportunity has passed. Taking her mother's hand in hers, Mom, I will help you open the gift shop you have planned and talked about for so long. This is your time. With mother and daughter hugging, wiping tears, Ellie nodded next to a woman her age, wearing the easily recognized red hat, proudly worn by women over 50, forming the Red Hat Society for fun and being part of something outside of family and work. My generation of women did postpone our aspirations for all the reasons we know. Five years ago, I left my monthly book club of dear friends. I talked my way into a day job as volunteer director at the Museum of the West. I am using every community list, gala group, and membership directly. I have collected over 20 years. I even have an assistant. My family is proud of me, and I am proud of me, too. Beaming, the red hat woman found her chair among applause and admiring smiles. With Ellie back at the microphone, 
she said. There are times the emotions of proclaiming my turn have been bubbling up for years through many individual and family decisions. In our remaining time together, I'm asking if anyone has a dream, a hope, a solution. Please stand and share with us all. Janice will bring a microphone to you. Women stood and women spoke. Make art, not only pottery, cups, and plates. I have three books of verse. I don't know what to do with it all, but I'm going to find out. I will be a life coach to singles and young marrieds under 30. They need what I know. I want to start a gardening business called Bella's Pots. My husband is retiring. He is stepping back. I am stepping up. I am not good in the kitchen. I have friends who are. They will teach me. My husband died last year. I stopped everything. Charlie wouldn't like that. I am funding a new program at the Boys and Girls Club in Charlie's name. As Ellie was ready to end this personal sharing, a distinguished woman of age stood, bracing herself by a firm grip on her chair. Most of you know me. We grew up together. My name is Evelyn Connors, and my father began the Mountain Gazette newspaper. He would have just had a lifetime as a publisher if he had not tried to ride out a horse too young for the saddle. I was too young, too young, most said, and they were right. I was 33, married, two kids to raise. My family told me I was obligated to take over my dad's row to be the paper's publisher. I did so for 29 years. Last year, the Gazette was sold to a larger newspaper group, and I retired as publisher emeritus. I listened to everyone's talk today about delayed and postponed careers. I want to say I never got to choose. I never left one career to begin another. The paper has been my life. I came today because the Gazette is a luncheon sponsor. I had not thought about all of you who delayed careers until these women, my friends, stood and so bravely spoke to Rizal and to me. Now, in a room gone quiet, Evelyn continued, I still have some influence at the Gazette. The paper will establish scholarships in the name of Women Helping Women at the University for Women, mostly young, but really for all women who are making career choices, even those of my elder age. I apologize for going on and on. I hadn't planned either on scholarships or speaking. With all of that said, Evelyn Connors, publisher emeritus of the Mountain Gazette, eased her grip on her chair and rejoined those she had known over a lifetime. Ellie knew enough to respect what had just happened, who said it, and what they said. And yet she also knew the luncheon was running long. 
Today, everyone has had something important to say, your own special story. If you did not stand and talk today, I encourage you to do so soon with a trusted friend. But here is what is important today. Women Helping Women awarded a scholarship to her high school senior as she prepares for college. He awarded her scholarship to her college sophomore so she can stay in school and continue her education. And to her graduating senior just beginning her, her own career. The membership of Women Helping Women has shown your commitment to women, whether young, mid-aged, and myself, or elders, as Evelyn is. Each of you, individual members of Women Helping Women, came today to award scholarships, to lead the cheer for all women to make it, to be their true, authentic selves. You leave as transformers, shifting what was once delayed to now time, your time. You show the magic of what women can achieve by coming together around common goals. You now return to your own families, to your own circles of women beyond this circle. I pray you will continue to do it in the best of ways. Thank you for inviting me here today your luncheon to share, to learn with you. We are all women helping women.